Welcome to another episode of the Family Discipleship Podcast. I'm your host, Christian Horstman, and my prayer for you is that the Lord would be pleased to bless this show and use it to provide you as a Christian parent with gospel-centered, grace-driven ideas and encouragement for shepherding your children's hearts and cultivating your family's relationships with Jesus and with each other. For today's conversation, we're going to be talking about raising missions-minded children, and I'm pleased to welcome Danielle Papa Giorgio to uh, this episode of the show. How are you doing today? I'm great. Thank you, Christian, for having me. You're welcome. And for those of you who uh, are not familiar with uh, Danielle, and uh, that is that's how her name is. It looks like Danielle, but it is Danielle. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> that's right. Yep. Um, so she has been uh, homeschooling or wife schooling for 22 years, um, counting birth as day one. <laughs> um, yep. She has a passion for helping other homeschoolers learn how to homeschool in a way that does not compete with family life, but actually enhances it. Uh, in other words, homeschooling done in a spirit of freedom, not legalism. I love that. Um, her desire is to see more families set free from the world's expectations of what education is and to discover that God has made each family unique and has also placed in each of their children special gifts and desires that he wants us to use. Uh, the verse that her, uh, guides her family in their pursuit of life schooling is Matthew 6, 33. Seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things will be added to you. And all I can say is amen. <laughs> so, yes, yes. So, um, yeah, I'm really excited to talk about this topic today. Um, so, you know, if you're if you're a parent listening, uh, you want to instill a, an eternal perspective and heart for ministering your children. If you want practical tips for, you know, intentionally raising missions-minded children, or if you need ideas, you know, for cultivating a passion in your children to impact the world for Christ, then uh, I think you're going to be in the right place. So, um, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. So um, I guess the first question I would like to ask is, uh, you know, we we're probably all familiar with, you know, the great commission, Matthew 28, right. <laughs> you know, go mm -hmm. into the world, um, mm -hmm. you know, make disciples of every nation. So um, can you talk a little bit about like, you know, what does that mean um, in application to like homeschool families in particular and what, you know, what's its yeah. practical applications for us? Yeah, absolutely. Well, you know, I think sometimes we can sort of um, divide things out in our lives and sort of think of things in these compartments. And what we need to understand as homeschooling families is that the Great Commission applies to us in our schooling, how we train our children and the things we do in our home. And so um, that's also a big part of life schooling is really to raise missions minded children. And we do that through finding their gifts, their talents, their abilities, what God has really put into them to do, because those are the ways that they're going to serve him. And those are the ways they're going to um, to really use those gifts to bring people into the kingdom, to serve in their churches. And, you know, everything comes back to the gospel. The whole reason we're here on this earth is the gospel because Jesus died for our sins. He rose again, and now he's commissioned us to go into the world and preach to all nations. And so that applies to homeschooling families. That applies to families whose kids are, are in, in, you know, um, public schooling or to Christian schooling families. And, you know, we could go into that. I've got issues with public school, but, but, you know, it, it still applies to every family, no matter what they're doing. Um, we have that great commission. It's not just a church thing. Right. Yeah, absolutely. And I, I love how you said, uh, you know, about compartmentalizing our lives and how we tend to do that. It's, mm -hmm. it's funny. It's the second time today I've actually been talking about that. Um, I was doing a, 
another interview this morning and uh, kind of went over the exact same thing. Like, you know, we can't, you know, we can't, you know, well, it's, it's so easy to do, you know, we, we tend to think, it you know, is, oh, it is. yeah, yeah, right. you know, this is our, our Sunday box, you know, this is, this is what uh -huh. we do on Sundays, but, you know, sometimes it yeah. doesn't always translate to, you know, the way we live our life during the week, unfortunately. <laughs> so, exactly. Uh, and obviously, I guess your listeners need to hear that a little bit if, <laughs> if it's the second yeah. time you've gone over that. But yes. I think it's very easy for all of us to do that yes. because, and that goes back really to our educational system and the way that we were all trained to think. It's this Western idea of you've got science and then you've got math and then you've got history and then you've got, you know, all these things are divided out. And that's one of the things about life schooling is that, I really try to bring all of the um, the subjects together because in life that that's more realistic. You know, when yeah. we're baking cookies for Christmas right now, as, as you're recording, this is the Christmas season. Mm -hmm. You know, when you're baking cookies, so many different things comes in come into play. It's not just science because you've got you know how things interact there's also reading there's history like where did this cookie recipe come from geography oh you know my um grandmother was from denmark so i'm actually half danish my mom's danish and so we have cookie recipes that are danish in origin that just brings in an, an opportunity to study about denmark and the origin of these different recipes so this is real life it's all these subjects come into play together. And I know we're supposed to be talking about missions, but, but I just want to throw that in there too, as something to think about when we talk about compartmentalizing. So again, it goes back to this idea of the Great Commission as well. We want to bring in, why are we doing this? Why are we homeschooling? The main point of everything that we do comes back to the gospel, comes back to what is our mission here on this earth? Why did God put us here? And so that's what we need to center our homeschooling around with our kids and helping them to understand the ultimate purpose. It's not just to go off and get a degree at college, you know, and, and so often we have this kind of thinking, even amongst homeschoolers, Christian homeschoolers that, oh, well, we've got to prepare them to go to college. And we're not thinking spiritually. We're not thinking with a kingdom mindset. And so that's that's what this is all about is really getting a kingdom mindset in our homeschooling. Right. Yeah. Amen. Yeah, I love that. I was gonna say we can't talk about mm -hmm. cookies anymore because you're gonna make me hungry. So <laughs> <laughs> I know. Yeah. I'm on a cleanse. I can't even have them right now. So it's like <laughs> Well, that's awful. For you. Awful. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, yeah. Well, I love that. You know, kingdom, kingdom focused and kingdom mindset. So um how can yeah. you know homeschool families and in particular like uniquely live that that uh, you know, mission mindset out. Yeah, well, it just comes into everyday life. Um, you know, it, we need to be looking for opportunities. There are so many opportunities. I mean, if you're plugged into a good local church, there's so many opportunities just in your church for serving. Yes. Um, and, you know, sometimes it's serving in a, in a, um, in a witnessing type of, we think of missions as going out, again, the Great Commission as going out and preaching the gospel, but there's other ways to, to have ministry and it all comes back to the gospel, of course, but, but there's, um, you have just even working in the church nursery. That's something that a lot of they're always looking for workers in the nursery. I think every church in America is always looking for church nursery workers because um, it can not, it can be kind of a, you know, you're wiping 
noses and <laughs> but Jesus washed the feet of his disciples and so I think we need to in these opportunities we can point our children back to the gospel like when we do these things we're walking in the the footsteps of Jesus we're serving the least of these and it's something that not a lot of people want to do so you really when you when you look for those opportunities and bring them into your homeschooling with your kids you're really you're teaching them how to be servants. And I think that that is just such an important part of our jobs as parents. We've got to get outside just looking at the academics and really think what type of character are we building into our children? What what values and and how are we raising them to really be good Christians? Because so many kids now go off and go to college and they lose their faith. And I really think that we, we have a problem even in homeschooling with focusing on the wrong things. And it's just that influence of, of how everybody seems to do education. You know, it's, it's how yeah. we were brought up. And, and so we have to really be evaluating constantly what we're doing and why, what are our motives for how we're training our kids for how we're doing our homeschooling. Yeah, no, I, I agree totally. So, um, you know, I kind of transitioned to like our second, you know, kind of uh, theme or point here, but, you know, talking mm -hmm. about opportunities for ministry all around us that we can meet. So, uh, you know, what uh, like local service opportunities have worked well for your particular family? Yeah, um, that's been that's been really an interesting uh, thing to kind of watch how it's played out because, you know, I have two adult children now. My oldest is 22. He just got married and um, they live close by. So I'm happy about that. Yeah. And then um, I have a 19 year old girl and then a 12 year old. So I have this big gap and I'm still um, bringing him up, homeschooling him, but it's been really fun to watch the older two because we had a focus on, on a missional focus, a ministry focus, as they've grown up, they've really held on to that. And the big thing that we did um, was pro-life ministry. Um, there's so, again, there's so many different things you could do. Um, we also served in other little ways in the church and such, but pro-life was one thing that we sort of latched onto for our family. Um, and I'm not really sure why, to be honest with you. It was just sort of a thing that God opened doors for us to do. We went to church where there was a family that, um, for your listeners, you may have heard of Love Life. Um, there was a family that was involved in the ministry that sort of was, Love Life was birthed out of, which was called Cities for Life here in Charlotte, North Carolina. Mm -hmm. And so we got to know this family in, in our little church. And I had just mentioned something about pro-life and and um, this lady's husband was like, well, you need to hear about our ministry. So that just sort of led us to um, to get involved. And we would every Friday, and this is again where I want to talk about the focus is so important in our homeschooling. Every Friday, we did not do homeschool in the traditional sense because we woke up early and went down to the abortion center with this ministry. And there was a, um, a vehicle that um, like a, a mobile ultra ultrasound unit 
that would be out there. And we would call out to the moms, offer them free ultrasound, free services, um, but primarily preaching the gospel. We would have a microphone we set up and we preach the gospel to these women because that's really what's needed in a situation like that. And so it was just really amazing to watch my kids um, again, this comes to that compartmentalizing that we do. We think, oh no, I couldn't give up an entire school day every single week, but you can, because it's still the things that they're learning. There's still academics that come into play. Um, yeah. Like we had a microphone we'd set up and we get on that microphone and, and basically be preaching. That's public speaking, like public speaking with the worst hecklers you can possibly <laughs> imagine. Oh, yeah. Because, sure. I mean, let me tell you, the demons yeah. get stirred up when you're preaching oh, yeah. the gospel in front of an abortion center. Yeah. Um, so okay. it was ugly. It was yeah. ugly. And some people are afraid of ministries like that. And, and it isn't for everybody. I'll say that. You really have to pray through that. You have to understand spiritual warfare, praying protection over your children. We would pray through Ephesians 6 every time we went, the armor of God. Because when we didn't, let me tell you, there's stuff that happens in the spiritual realm you can't see, but you know because you feel beaten up, like spiritually, just, I can't even explain it. But this was training them. This is a training ground for my children to understand spiritual warfare, but also the academics, public speaking, um, writing. They, they um, did some writing too, not for the ministry itself, but it just launches them off into other things in other areas of life to have these types of experiences. Um, so, so yeah, that's, the long answer of, <laughs> of the ministry that we were involved with. But then watching, as, as I said, watching my children grow older. And then my son actually continued with love life as the, um, the music, uh, we like to call him like the Holy DJ. <laughs> so he would pick out the music because what love life does is every Saturday they have local churches. They involve the local church with this ministry and they bring them down and do a prayer walk. Um, and so this is a national thing. You can look this up if, if for those of you who are listening, if it's something that interests you, but they would do a prayer walk. He would do the music for that. And by um, continuing to be involved in love life, God brought him a wife. <laughs> that's oh, where that's he actually wonderful. met. Yeah. That's where he actually met his wife. So you just never know with these things, how God's going to use them in your family's lives. Right. Oh, that's, that's wonderful. So, uh, yeah. so you talk about identifying, you know, um, you know, particular ministry opportunities that your family might be, uh, you know, well-suited for. So how could mm -hmm. you help uh, your children specifically uh, identify areas in which God wants them to serve? Yeah, you know, that's a really great question. And I think, number one, we need to pray. We need to pray with our children and for our children for what God wants them to be involved with. Um, I think starting with family ministry is great. And then as you watch them develop and and you see gifts in them, you can help them get involved in other ministries that may be more of their thing. Um, but it's really, it comes back to this whole concept of life schooling, I think. One of the things that I have in my resources is called a Who Is This Child journal. And instantly, it's available for free. Um, I believe when this show airs, it's, it's a little bit later. Um, it's not going to be quite available. But January uh 15th, 
Um, we may have it available by the time this airs. Anyway, <laughs> yeah, it's we'll called yeah. <laughs> One Way or Another. We'll figure it out. <laughs> yeah, but right. um, but we're going to have that available for, for free because I'm really trying to help people to understand how important this is to find your children's gifts. It's called a Who is This Child Journal. And every day you just pay attention to what your children, those sparks of interest that they have, things they want to study, um, things that um, just just things that have worked. And, and it's really just about documenting and learning your child. It's, um, I like to say, it's kind of like becoming a student of your student. <laughs> and so, so you go through this journal and then once you get through that, you really start to develop an idea of, of who this child is and what gifts God has put into them, what interests. And, and so from there, you can um, use what we call our vision planner to really plan a vision, not just for your children, but for the whole family. And that includes ministry, that includes everything. Um, because the whole idea of life schooling is making homeschooling work for the whole family and to be really integrated with real life. And so this planner is really, it's different from anything else that's out there, I think. I had one lady say to me, oh, this is just my favorite planner. Like, it's just, it's different from anything else because it helps you integrate real life. And, um, and also your gifts, the planner will help you to find your gifts and sort of um, figure that out too. But, yeah. but through that, it's really, again, just studying your children, seeing what they're interested in, and then finding out what ministries will really work well for them. And again, it can be little, like at church, um, we greet once a month, my youngest, he's 12. So we stand by the door and just hand out bulletins and welcome new visitors. And that's a great way to just, again, it's the public speaking idea, getting them out of their shell. He's not mm -hmm. shy, but... Um, and I think if he was shy, it might be too much for him. Like you can sometimes use these things to strengthen a weakness, but, but I think it's good to, to really focus on their strengths and whatever ministries and, and, um, uh, missions type work that you do. So, um, so yeah, that's one way is really just to pay attention to your children and, um, and do regular evaluation where they are and, and what might work at that moment. Right. Yeah. Well, thank you for those insights. And uh, I will, yeah. whenever, whenever you have the uh, planner put or ready uh, to go, I'll put a link to that, of course, in the, the show notes here. So yeah, that would be great. Yeah. Yeah. So let's take a quick break um, and then we'll come back and uh, talk a little bit more. All right. Okay. Sounds good. Shortly after the British pastor G. Campbell Morgan got married, his father visited their London apartment for dinner. Dr. Morgan eagerly asked for his father's thoughts on their new home. After a moment of silent reflection, he told his son, it's very nice, but I didn't see one thing in it to indicate that it's a Christian home. The decorations we choose for our home serve as visual expressions of our passions and commitments. When scripture verses fill prominent places that are easily seen around our house, it becomes unmistakably clear that our home is a place where Jesus is loved and his presence dwells. Immersing our families in the Word of God should be an important part of our daily lives, which is why I want to share a beautiful set of Bible verse posters to help your family do just that by showcasing 12 beloved quotations from the words of Jesus in the Gospel of John. Each poster features a carefully selected verse highlighted in a vibrant background that will add beauty and biblical inspiration to the walls of your home. 
So head over to familydiscipleshippodcast.net slash John to see all the designs. And for listeners of this show, you can use the code podcast to unlock a special 20% discount just for my listeners here. These posters are available for immediate downloads. You can print them, frame them, and hang them in prominent places around your house. Go to familydiscipleshippodcast.net slash John. Use the code podcast for 20% off. And mark your home as a sanctuary where the Lord's word is loved and treasured as the foundation of your family's relationship with him. All right, welcome back. Uh, we've been talking with Daniil about uh, the Great Commission and about you know finding opportunities uh, for ministry and service that your family can be a part of. Uh, so I just like to talk a little bit now um, with the rest of our time, like, uh, you know, this has to be an intentional thing, right? It's not just something that, you know, just happens. So, you know, why, mm-hmm. uh, you know, why is it, why, you know, why must this be a, an intentional process, you know, to, to raise well, children minded? Yeah. I mean, I think you just said it because it it's not going to just happen. Yeah. Um, I mean, God certainly can do things and bring things right. along your path. Um, and we need to pay attention to those things but we do need to be intentional. Um, children grow so fast. Life changes so fast. And I do want to mention that too. It's okay if you try something and it doesn't work. So along the lines of being intentional, don't feel like you have to come up with the perfect idea for your family or for each child. Just start. Just start somewhere. Just look again for those needs that you can help with at your church or in your community. Even I think sometimes we we think it has to be an organized kind of thing, something through the church or some type of organized ministry. And that's what we've been talking about a lot during this show. But look for opportunities just to serve your neighbors or um, I don't know, people, just people you meet out and about. How can you serve and teaching your children to look for those opportunities too. just um, maybe the elderly neighbor, you've noticed that um, their leaves are piling up. And I think most, most people can be really critical of their neighbors. Like, Oh, they've got more junk laying around and, (laughs) and we don't take the time to really get to know people and, and to build relationships and so I want to emphasize that as well. It's it's about building relationships with those that the Lord brings into your path and knowing where they are and what needs they have. And that's a wonderful gospel opportunity. If we're talking about going and preaching the gospel, something else in scripture, you know, it says when Jesus gave the great commission, it was go or, um, it may have been another part in scripture. I get things all confused, but, but it talks about in scripture to um, Jerusalem, Judea, and the ends of the earth. So Jerusalem being your immediate surroundings, your city, and we could right. even think of it as our neighborhood right. or, or our family, serve, serve your family. Right. Um, and then Judea is the bigger picture, maybe your your state or your somehow something more regional and then to the ends of the earth. So I think if we're not, sometimes we can have this big idea of, uh, of again, you know, um, doing some big ministry and, and feeling like we have to have this perfect, big, extravagant plan, just start 
just start where you are, be intentional where you are with um, finding those opportunities. And then you can move out and don't, if, if it doesn't work, if the little things you're trying are, are not working well, that's okay. It's not wasted. No ministry is wasted. Serving other people is never wasted. But, but I think definitely um, looking for things like serving neighbors can be a wonderful opportunity to get to know them where they are. Are they Christians? Do they need the gospel? And then Jesus often would build relationships like that. We don't see him going out and just, um, I mean, he certainly preached, but so many of the stories in scripture are of him coming alongside people, the woman at the well, like he, in that short amount of time, built a relationship with her. It was brief, but he yeah. knew how to do that with people instead of just walking up Hey, here's a tract. Right. <laughs> right. You know, yeah. like yeah. I, I'm not against tracts. I think there's a yeah. time for that. You can tuck them into books in the store or whatever. Right. But if you're actually face to face with someone, they don't want to feel like you're their, you know, next right. person they're pro you're proselytizing to. They want to know that you care. People don't care how much you know unless they know how much you care. The, yeah, that yeah. old <laughs> saying, you yes. know? Yep. So so yeah, I think um it has to be intentional and we need to start where we can doing right. what we can. Yeah. No, I love that. I love that. So, um, you know, we've talked a little bit about, you know, like how to help our children identify, you know, specific gifts and areas that they can be, you know, of service to people. And so um, is there a way you think that, uh, you know, parents in particular can kind of lay a foundation for, uh, you know, mission mindedness? you know, just through like everyday conversation absolutely. in life. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Through conversations. Um, I'll tell you one thing that, um, that we did was every Sunday. Now it's so funny when I get on these interviews, because I start talking about the things we did and I realize I'm not doing it with, with my youngest. So word of warning to you parents that have a lot of kids or you have this big gap, don't slack off because <laughs> it's so easy to do. Yeah. Um, but, but at least with the older two, we were really intentional with doing missionary stories and Actually, that being said, I've just adjusted it a little bit. So I still do that with Corbin, but we tend to read Voice of the Martyrs magazine, which is also very good. And I don't do that on Sundays like I did with the older two. So see, I'm making myself feel better here. <laughs> <laughs> I am still doing something. It just right. looks a little different. Right. Um, yeah, but every Sunday. You, know, you modified it. Right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Because this works better now. Mm -hmm. And that's okay. We yep. go through seasons. But um but yeah, so every Sunday with the older two, it just worked out to be a good time to to read missionary stories. So we have a lot of books with with stories. Um, what is the one called? They're these. Uh, they're written by Janet Ben Benj or Benji. I'm not sure how you say her last name, but they're um, and I can see them. These brown books, and they have stacks of them at the homeschool conventions. Um, but they're very good. Uh, YWAM, that's what they are. YWAM missionary stories. And they're really easy. They're easy to read. Um, and I would just like you kids could read them themselves, but I think they're great for read alouds. So we would do that. And it really, again, just gave them that heart for missions. I think also it's very important that we model what we want our kids to be and become. Um, it, it's kind of just common sense, but I think it's easy to 
tell our kids things and forget. We have to actually be doing these things and be an example to them because that will be picked up on way more. And that's both a um, fearful thing. And it's also an encouragement, I think, because sometimes we can think, oh, no, we haven't talked about this or that. They're watching you. So if you are have a good relationship with the Lord and you're walking the way you should be, they they will see that and really model that. So, so as we do these things in our own lives, they will, they will follow that example. Right. But it's definitely important to also try to point those things out and be intentional. And I think just giving them a heart for missions, really um, it's exposing them to those stories of heroes of the faith of people who have gone before martyrs in history Fox's Book of Martyrs. I've got it on my shelf. We haven't actually read it very much, but, (laughs) but, you know, there's also, they've watched a lot of the stories on um, Torchlighters and um, there's some other good series that have stories of, of Christian martyrs. And it just, again, it's about giving them that eternal perspective and why are we here? What's, what's really worth dying for? It's the gospel. And, um, so yeah, that's, yeah. those are a couple ways that we can do that. Yeah. Oh, I love that. I love that. Well, yeah, I just, uh, yeah, no, thank you very much for, for sharing those insights with us. I, I really do appreciate that. So, um, before mm-hmm. we wrap up, um, you were telling me a little bit about your planner, you know, a few minutes ago. Yeah. So, uh, is, do you want to tell us a little bit more about that or do you have something else you'd like to, to share with the listeners before we, we wrap up? Yeah. You know, I'm just really excited about it, honestly, because again, it, it's just such a different way to plan. I am like broken when it comes to, <laughs> to planning and scheduling and all of that stuff. And I know a lot of moms feel the same way. They're like type B moms. They forget everything. They're scatterbrained and they think, why am I even homeschooling? Because I'm going to ruin my children because I can't even keep a schedule for a week. And that's totally me. (laughs) And I've raised two children to adulthood now, and they're successful and they've done some pretty amazing things by God's grace. Totally. I cannot take any of the credit. So, um, so I just, I, I just love to encourage moms with that and to let you know that it's okay to not be a planner. Um, there are things that can help you. I feel like this resource I've created is one of those things because it, it just helps you if you're differently wired to be able to plan, but not to feel like you're going to, like you're a failure because it's not so detailed and regimented that there isn't flexibility there. I just really believe we need a lot of flexibility for life and for whatever God brings in a day. Mm -hmm. And so it's more about the long-term, where do, where do I see our family five, 10, 15 years in the future? Where do I see our kids, each child? Um, You can print out the planner for each child. You can use it year after year. You can go through it and, and see um, what things the Lord has brought about. You know, it's really interesting because one of the things I wrote down for my oldest son and this was many years ago. I just had a list um, that I came across the other day. And one of them was shadow, shadow with Kevin, like do mentorship with this guy named Kevin Peoples that was in our church. And he was a filmmaker. I didn't even know that my children had an interest in film at this point. 
since then, my daughter has gone on to act in a couple of the Kendrick Brothers movies and, and some wow. other things. Um, but that was just something I wrote down. And my son, so I came across this list when my oldest son was literally on set with the Kendrick brothers and, and under Kevin Peoples as his script supervisor. And I was just blown away because I hadn't really done anything to make that happen. It was totally the Lord, but just to see how, when we, when we write things down and we pray through things like that, the Lord brings these things about. Um, so, so yeah, it's just, it's a great planner to help you with that long-term vision and praying through things and seeing those gifts as the Lord reveals them. And yeah. So. All right. Well, thank you. I can't, I can't wait to see it come out. And uh, like you said, I'll, we'll have a, definitely have a link to that um, in the notes along with uh, of course your website and uh, you know, your, your social media and all that stuff. So that uh, hopefully our listeners will, will check that out as well. So <laughs> it sounds uh, great. Sounds yeah. great. I just love yeah. to encourage moms who yeah. are, are like me because you're not going to ruin your children. The Lord says, I mean, he promises seek first his kingdom and his righteousness and all these things will be added to you. They will. So. Amen. Amen. <laughs> well, um, <laughs> yeah, well, well, thank you again for uh, you know joining us today and, uh, just want to absolutely yeah thank you for sharing your heart it was and, great. Uh, yeah hopefully we'll we'll definitely have you back again sometime so you've been listening to the family discipleship podcast i truly hope that you've been blessed and encouraged by the things we've covered today and i'd love to hear your feedback questions or even suggestions for a particular guest or topic that you would like to see featured on a future episode feel free to email host at familydiscipleshippodcast.net and don't forget to follow the show on social media and subscribe on YouTube or your favorite podcast platform so you don't miss new episodes as they're released. I hope you'll be able to join us again next week, but in the meantime, I pray that the Lord will continue to bless your family as you endeavor to shepherd your children's hearts and cultivate your family's relationships with Jesus and with each other.